Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Birds All Day, episode 26, 4? I think it's 4. 24. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice. We are coming to you back here in our an- ancestral homeland of uh, Stoughton's apartment. Uh, joining me as always... Oh, I think it's 25. Is it? Yeah. Hi, right, Mr. Stoughton, how are you? Old Reliable. Old Reliably not aware of what number podcast we're doing. Uh, so I finally gave in today. I do a little warm up run sheet thing before every episode, and I try to name it or number it accurately, mm-hmm. uh, consistent with the episode number. But today I gave up, and it now has the same episode. It's going to have the same title. Each document, each fresh document in Google Docs, I will have the same name. And it is uh, it is a Birds All Day podcast episode number sixty nine, <laughs> uh, okay. and yeah. it will be now for the duration of uh, of uh, for as long as we do this. Which well, so... seeing as no no one but you ever actually sees that sheet, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what the hell does it matter if it's labeled correctly? Uh, if we have to look back through our notes when the uh, when the inevitable RCMP raid comes, I don't know what that, that there's a chance of that. Uh, I'll, I think I'll just go through and delete everyone except for. Whichever was the most recent there one, but and then just continue them uh, being named as uh, Birds All Day episode sixty nine. So welcome to Birds All Day episode sixty nine. Uh, it is another of the uh, litany of off days for your Toronto Blue Jays. Here uh, they are. Well, I believe they're already arrived in sunny Southern California. I believe so. Ahead of a uh, pivotal series against the Los Angeles yeah. Angels. Yeah, I guess so. Of Anaheim. Is it pivotal? Eh. People might maybe like to. You'd like to win. You don't want to get swept and suddenly find yourself trailing them in the wild card yeah, race. But they're garbage. That's not going to happen. They're pretty bad. Uh, they do have that trout fellow who he, he's okay. He's not himself right now. I think he is struggling with injury. Hmm. He's a baseball player, so he's always got some kind of injury. And there was, uh, I remember seeing him in the clubhouse a few times years before when he had bad um, ankles, running around taped up. How's your ankle? Fine. I didn't want nothing. Nothing. Uh, but he's he's banged up his wrist, and I don't think he's been quite the same since he hurt his wrist. He's uh, almost he's he's only just a little bit better than everybody else. Then yeah, he's world. just yeah. only so slightly better. He's allowed himself to come <laughs> back to the pack, such that now that there is a, an American League Most Valuable Player debate, I believe so. No, there's not. Eh, when they fall out of that playoff race, there's going to be guys voting for Donaldson because they're idiots. Like it's Josh Donaldson's. To his credit, that the Blue Jays acquired David Price. It's not. No, I, we all. Yeah, no. I know, you and I know. I the know truth. the. I know the way that this should work. I'm fine with giving it to a guy on a last place team because it's not his fucking fault. His teammates were shitty. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Oh, it's a it's a debate. Look at the look at them war totals. Yeah, I got your war right here. <laughs> so just don't look at the Baseball Reference one. They're 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 closer than they than I would expect them to be. They were even, I believe, on Monday morning. On right? Fangraphs, they were yeah. even. Uh, it was still a half win, for tra- and I don't know. I don't know what the margin of error is. But half win's probably pushing it, but it's it's got to be close to that. Yeah, half win, absolutely. You could you could go any way. Any five ten runs defensively, you can take that swing, and that's not it. Yeah. I mean, that's almost a full win, yeah. right? But I mean, if you want to go five wins on either side, five runs defensively, especially, um, I think Trout's been pretty good in the in the outfield this year, better than last year for the most part in the in the stuff that I've seen. Uh, his arm still is. Probably not the best part of his game, but and Donaldson's been great. It's not as flaw, it's not as fancy as it was last year, getting all those out of range balls in the foul right, territory in, right. in Oakland. But we're not going to talk about those anymore. I don't really care. Uh, no, yeah, who cares? Yeah, who really cares? There are much more important things to talk about. Uh, so we're going to talk about them. 
okay. we're gonna talk about I don't know Russell Martin. Okay. Maybe talk about uh, John Gibbons. Yeah, that's a guy. That's a thing. He's important. He's a, he has a lot of a lot on his plate right now. A lot on his plate. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about his plate. Uh, <laughs> okay. Overloaded as it was before with uh, with bounty, and now he's got to sort of pick and choose what goes where. Uh, anything else you got on your mind? I don't know. Not really. No. I guess I'm... Stupid, terrible game against the Phillies there on... uh, They can't win every night. Wednesday night. No, they can't win every night. No. That goofy, trash scum Adam Morgan has their number. (laughs) Apparently, If if ever there was a pitcher that you would look at and say, the Blue Jays are going to smash that guy into a million pieces. It's like, oh, you mean the fly ball pitcher who doesn't strike anybody out? The lefty? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's fucked, clearly. Yeah, no. That's why, may I recommend to all of uh, the good people... Who are, are uh, listening to this? Uh, who may already rate, uh, subscribe on iTunes, of course. The, the, the people who are listening to this, we hope that you do subscribe on iTunes or on uh, Stitcher or on uh, SoundCloud or have uh, whatever podcast mechanism you prefer. Get us in there if there's an opportunity to say nice things about us in the rating reviews to do that. And also, of course, if you um, if you feel so inclined to Support us. You can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdsallday. Uh, donate a couple bucks. Helps the cause. Helps us. Keeps us in business. Keeps us honest, quite frankly. Yeah. Keeps us honest. Keeps us grinding and coming out here every day or every in, week. In that spirit of honesty, I must tell you, mm-hmm. uh, I owe you some meat. Me? Yeah, how, I owe you some meat. How do you owe me meat? <laughs> because I was at my butcher shop in Kensington Market uh, <laughs> this week and... The guy, I like, I ordered some burgers and uh, and, a, and like a steak, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that's on me. I'm I'm buying." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, it's because I'm not I'm not going to support your Patreon." You know, I think he mispronounced it. He's like, "I'm not supporting that thing or whatever." But like, I've been meaning to like when I see you in here, I had never spoken to this guy. The about butcher, this at all. the butcher, the butcher. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm buying that for you." I'm like, "That's fucking amazing." That is amazing. Yeah. So now I owe you like a steak and a couple well, of burgers. For all intents and purposes, I'm a vegetarian, so this doesn't well, exactly help me out. Well, that helps me out then. Just like you getting free drinks. This, this I is, do get some free here we drinks go. This too. is the final episode of Birds All Day. This is this is the <laughs> this is the wedge driven between us. Uh, no, but where I was going with, with with this was if you are a person who listens to this and you enjoy what you hear and you do have a few bucks uh, to spare and you do want to give it to us, do that. Give it to us. Don't spend, don't bet on baseball because clearly betting on a single game of baseball is the craziest fucking thing anybody could do. Yep. Because if you think Adam Morgan is going to get his tits lit by the Blue Jays, <laughs> and then he shuts not not once but twice, he pitches his ass off against them. Baseball's crazy. It is sometimes. Yeah. This is related to you and I. Baseball is crazy in all of the absolute best ways because that, in and of itself, is terrific. If you're not a Blue Jays fan, you look at this objectively and think, that's hilarious that this bad pitcher who should be meat for this overwhelmingly (laughs) good offense uh, holds them off. We were trying to think of a a parallel to position players pitching, which happens more and more in baseball these days, in any other sport. And the closest, you you made a good point, which was maybe an outfield player playing goal in soccer, which happens occasionally. If, for example, the team's run out of substitutes and the goaltender is injured or red, uh, given a red card or something like that. But rarely does that happen. But even that is yeah. not even close. 
No, it's absurd. We yeah. saw last night Chris D'Onofrio threw two pitches and got an out. <laughs> he threw them 53 miles an hour, which is, I think they were like knuckleballs or curveballs or something, but that's not even, I throw harder than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's great. Baseball's great, and it's great to be a Blue Jays fan now, even though they did you know, lose a game, heaven forbid, to the Phillies. So we'll talk about that. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to have a sports fan, people. You're going to lose your mind over every loss? That's cool. At least you're invested. At least you got some emotion. Yeah. Actually, though, in one of, speaking to what you were just talking about, Mark Burley said he felt it was one of the better, you know, his better games. He felt he had his best stuff. He did and get dinked and like, dunked. And... It's like, oh, sometimes you make your best pitches and they get hit. That's why baseball's so frustrating. And that's why baseball's so insanely crazy. It's true. And especially when you're Mark Burley and your margin of error is uh, one of the gray whiskers on your beard <laughs> wide. Uh, also... Yeah. When you have a player playing against uh, his former team, they have they know that guy pretty well. So if the balls hit anywhere to Ben Revere in the outfield, the Phillies are like bombs away, <laughs> run, run on that arm, and uh, yeah. and that sort of started to create some problems. It did a little bit, didn't it? It's okay. We're gonna move past that. Those are the games that already happened. We're not gonna say too much about them because you know they already happened. We're recapping a game thirty six hours later after an off day. No, we're gonna talk about the future. And what it holds for um, many important members of the Blue Jays. Uh, and then after that, we're going to do, you know, all that. So much more on this edition of Birds All Day. So before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. We did the standard issue uh, spiel housekeeping before, about iTunes, subscribing, supporting, all that good stuff. Uh, Last week, at the end of the podcast, we said, uh, everybody come out to Tallboys on Friday night. We're going to do a live show. Everyone should still come out to Tallboys on Friday night. Uh, but we're not going to beat it. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I've had to pull the plug on that uh, for reasons that are almost exclusively my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't do it. This is not going to work. <laughs> you just don't have the wherewithal to do it. I just don't. You, I, did, you don't. People don't realize this that he drew as a shut-in. He can't deal with people, and uh... no, being in front of crowds, <laughs> talking the sound of my own voice makes me physically yeah, ill. I, we can tell. We can yeah, tell. yeah, obviously. So yeah, so apologies for that. We're going to have to postpone that for now. Uh, but uh, keep, we'll keep you posted. And if this has upset you, uh, let us know. That we'll, Again, we need people to keep us honest because shut-ins and degenerates as we are, mm. looking for any excuse to backslide. And we've done well doing 69 episodes of Birds All Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try to keep that momentum going. So again, apologies. Uh, tonight there's a pitch talk tonight, so everyone should have gone to that anyway. Hopefully you're there and you're hearing this on Friday morning being like, Well, we're not hearing it live. Well, hopefully you're there now. Yeah. You didn't let me finish. Well, They're there now as we're doing this. Yeah. We're going to go over after. Maybe we'll see you. Uh, and then tomorrow morning, you're like, wow, more baseball content. I love me some capital C content. Damn right. Which is how I would describe this. There's been a lot of content uh, and a lot of uh, tears spilled regarding Russell Martin. Mm-hmm. Toronto Blue Jays starting catcher. Big free agent prize. Uh, very good player. I just finished reading uh, Big Data Baseball. Oh right, nice. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. I liked it pretty good. I have a, I'm, 
I don't think I'm alone in... If you're reading something that you're pretty familiar with a lot of subject matter, it's really easy to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And go, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Which I'm probably guilty of doing in, even when there are many opportunities for me to learn many, many new things. <laughs> right. So I had to kind of fight that impulse when I was reading it. Still got a lot out of it. Uh, I was would have liked... I don't know. I, you know what I would have liked, to be honest, if we could do something a little bit of a, of a backstory? Uh, I want more, like, personality stuff. There, there was... Some good. You want some of, soft focus uh, human no, interest no, stories? No, I want. Maybe I want. I think maybe what I'm trying to say is I want some more dirt. Right. I want some more like AJ <laughs> Burnett is a lunatic. That's kind of what I was hoping yeah, for. Yeah. And and also the best. Uh, but it was good. And you know, that's I, usually from people who don't want to work in the industry again ever. Who will? Who will give out the dirt like that? Who don't? Or who are just at the point where they don't care? Yeah. Maybe. The, but yeah, no, I would recommend checking out um, Big Data Baseball for any reason. But if you have any doubt I would say about Travis what's his name not Travis Sotrick he's the author but Russell Martin yeah there was a whole chapter I would say devoted to the skills that the pirates identified that Martin had and that would make him a good value even though for them it was in, in some ways it's similar when the pirates signed Martin it was a big chunk of their of their budget at the time especially right. as a free agent and you could say the same for the Blue Jays it, that's a, the biggest free agent signing that they've ever made and uh, but a lot of the stuff they, they 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 just go into great detail describing how good Russell Martin is at all the things that we believe him to be good at. They all the the framing and the and the working with pitchers and and just kind of having a really positive effect on the club, especially those Pirates teams which were a little bit younger. Right. But uh, it was great. It was really really made me very like I'm happy that the Blue Jays signed him for so much money because I feel like there is a lot of value to be. Uh, extracted from his even intangibles, when, even when he's running around on a on a fucked up leg. But here we are. Yeah. So here we are. So Travis uh, Russell Martin looks like shit in a lot of ways. <laughs> he that's perhaps harsh, but yeah, he, he does not look like he doesn't look healthy. And yeah. he was fa- he faced a battery of questions about it last night about yeah. how you know he yeah I've have been struggling with this for a while and it's not new and it's not an excuse and yeah it's sore and it's my left leg. He didn't want to get into too much detail and. Escorted uh, the assorted press scrum was kind of prodding him here and there a little bit, like, "Oh, is it all right?" And, <laughs> yeah. And I was on uh, the radio yesterday, and we—I said that I wonder if the, this this week with all these these two off days and then another off day coming up almost works against them because last night, Wednesday, Russell Martin caught Mark Burley, which is ordinarily Deion Navarro's mm-hmm. kind of job. You can always look to work in an off day. And I wonder if because they had the off day today and the other off day on Monday, that they sort of, no, I wouldn't say got out of whack, but I don't think there's any chance. Russell Martin's not, never going to ask for another extra day, an extra day of rest. Right. If they, he got two days off in a row, that would probably be, he would probably say it's too much. Okay. Yeah. And, and Gibbons was like, I'm not, he's fine. He's never said anything to me. Yeah. I'm not going to give him more rest. Right. He did say that. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate. They're going to get him rest. I think that's the thing that we have to remember. That no matter what he says, they're going to make sure that he is rested and as healthy as they can get him down the stretch. I think, yeah, I think they're going to do that, yes. Which is, it's good that they have Deion Navarro because he's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, Deion Navarro's a great backup catcher. So let him play. Yeah, could have saw him twice and get give Martin four days off. I wouldn't have complained about that. That's the thing. I'm sure Martin would have that's complained about that. That's who would have complained about that. So that's you know that's kind of where we're at. And we always have weird 
you know, struggles. But did Navarro catch on Tuesday? Did he catch on Tuesday? I don't know that he I don't did. I, I'd have to look it up. Well, Navarro is good. He's good with with Burley and Estrada. Yeah, he seems to kind of catch one or both of those guys. As Martin's stuck with catching Dickey. Dickey. So we'll probably only see maybe two more Dickey starts with Martin behind the plate before the rosters expand, and then up comes his uh, personal monkey. Yeah. Until but, until the playoffs, one assumes. Well, yeah, you know, one more putting down the a, putting a bit of a down the stretch. You know, yeah, the, maybe the last start of the year. Of the horse there. Are we? Yeah, I think okay. so. Don't you? Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Though we don't, we'll we'll work our way to that. <laughs> okay. But uh, I am un- in favor of doing what needs to be done to get Russell Martin a little bit of extra rest, even if it means kind of telling him to shut up and like take a day. And yeah, okay, maybe this term we're going to give get three starts to two for Navarro. He'll start the day, you know, Saturday and Sunday if they're two day games. Get him out there. Yeah, I'm for that. That's fine. I don't. I don't. Burley, or I don't. Uh, Martin's going to be like that, but uh... Tom's got to be the grown up because he's not right. And I mean, we saw what happened with Jose Reyes though too. <laughs> they're not real comfortable telling their big money guys, "Hey, just shut up! You're not playing." Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that. I mean, that's been the case for years. You know, Vernon Wells, same mm-hmm. thing. You know, he. He had shoulder surgery, I think, after one season where he was just dog shit all year. And then it's like, oh, he's been playing with a terrible shoulder all year and nobody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, well, maybe there's hope for the future for Vernon Wells to not be dog shit. Which obviously, didn't quite work out <laughs> the way we'd hoped. He but was good the one year. He was. He was. Out of nowhere, sort of. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the point being, though, that, that, you know, whether it's an excuse or not, he, he probably should have been sitting. He probably mm-hmm. should have been getting that fixed because he was hurting the team by doing mm-hmm. what he was doing. I don't, I don't know if Martin's at the point where he's hurting the team. He's not having a great year. He's not having a great month. You know, if you want to look at like some pretty small splits, but I mean, when you put together the injury plus the fact that he's not performing at the plate, that's yeah. There, there's something there, but also he's not here to be a hitter so much. He is, mm-hmm. but that's you know he's here to that's be a only good... a part of his value. Yeah, it's the same thing as Gianna Navarro. He's a good hitter for a catcher. Yeah. When I, again, I, in this, having this conversation last night was, you know, maybe you don't want to even get him starts at DH. It's like, well, no shit. You don't want to get him starts at DH. He's not a fucking DH. <laughs> yeah. You've got a hundred guys who are better at that job than he is. Yeah. And especially because all it takes is one last night, in the game against the Phillies, big high bat, high chopper off the plate. There he is. He's got to dig all the way down to first place. It's like, well, that's not rest. If it's a repetitive strain muscle thing, and just let him sit, but easier said than done. And which kind of leads us into the next thing, which mm-hmm. I, again, I don't think anyone is going to be advocating for a, a DL stint or anything like that. Just two weeks does sound excessive. Yeah, at this point, oh yeah, yeah, but, you need him. But this is the time where the final point on this Russell Martin thing for me. Mm-hmm. This is the part where having a guy like Navarro as your backup catcher, who's not Josh Tolley, who's not. You know, Ryan Hannigan, a lot of these, you know, like a kind of legitimately dog shit backup catcher. This is where this comes as a very nice asset to have if you can sort of squeeze him in and be like, Russ, you know, you're a guy. When we get, if, when, when we get to the playoffs, you're a guy. When the big games, you're a guy, but we need to get you some rest for the good of everybody else in here. Uh, hopefully, that is a message that will be received. That seems fair. Which brings us to point number two. This is now John Gibbons' job. Mm-hmm. Receiving or sending and ensuring the receipt of difficult messages. 
Started with the with the Drew Hutchinson thing. They were sending you down to AAA. You started on opening fucking day for us. Now you're in Buffalo. You played. You pitched pretty well last time. Is are, is this a strength of John Gibbons? I think is what we're is. Are we going to find this out? That, I mean, we are going to find this out. I mean, when you were yeah, just when you were saying like, is this a strength of John Gibbons? We don't have any fucking idea. Uh, the spotlight is on him a lot more right now because of where this team's at and the kind of decisions that they have to make and how you know how important the games are and mm-hmm. how easy it is to look in retrospect what to do. You know, a lot of people were up in arms about you know did you bring David Price out in the in, for the eighth inning in the last in the start against the Yankees where he ended up having to leave that inning anyway and Sanchez came in and gave, gave up the home run to Beltran. Uh, you know, that's a that's something that people were debating. People on their couches were. We're, you know, looking at David Price coming out to start the eighth and being like, holy shit, is this really what you want to do? And this is, you know, as much as that happens throughout the year, the stakes are just so much higher that, you know, the spotlight is on Gibbons. And uh, I think rightly so, uh, there's going to be more scrutiny about it. It's amazing how quickly things change. And also how artificial the atmosphere that surrounds an 11-game winning streak becomes. Because when a team's winning 11 games in a row, it's like they can literally do no wrong. There's nothing that team can do that would that will go wrong. Every move is the right one. Every guy comes in, gets the job done. It's not realistic. You, I think back to the that Aaron Sanchez, uh, you know, David Price. Y- you, or if, if you want to sit on your couch and criticize John Gibbons for that choice, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> Fair enough. Because Aaron Sanchez made a Bullshit fucking pitch. That was a terrible, terrible one-two pitch. It was garbage, yeah. To to what a, a very good hitter yeah. who there's some talk and people have mentioned said stuff and I talked about it with with uh, with guys on my ball team as well. And it was like Carlos Beltran doing like that savvy veteran bullshit that that you almost don't want to believe that they're really he's really doing like some Manny Ramirez. Like he's gonna throw me a, the first pitch fastball, and I'm gonna be laid on it on purpose <laughs> to get one later in the at bat. Which, if it was somebody else, I probably wouldn't believe it. But then watching him hit that thing into goddamn space, I was like, "Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe okay. there's something to yeah. that." Yeah. But that's a terrible pitch. It was a terrible. Also, you know, that game might still be playing right now if Ben Revere could put his fucking bat on just one of those balls from Andrew Miller. Which is not an easy task to ask. Not an easy task. Even even a high contact guy like Revere, especially against a fellow, another lefty. Still, well, it, it still, I, it, it, just agreeing what you're saying. Mm. It doesn't just necessarily come back to Gibbons. There's a lot of things in the chain. Yeah. Uh, of how that ends up having you know working out the way that it does. If you want a team to win a championship or make the playoffs or or go in the playoffs, there's only so much managing a player, uh, the manager can do. You watch, you know, the things that Bruce Bochy's done over the over the last three. Bruce Bochy does not look like a fucking genius if Madison Bumgarner comes out in Game Seven of the World <laughs> Series and gets fucking demolished. Yeah, by or, the Royals. Or if Madison Bumgarner isn't on that team at all. If he's immortal, if he's <laughs> yeah. immortal for a minute. Yeah. Bruce Bochy isn't a genius for bringing him out on two days rest. He's an idiot. He yeah. cost the team the season by by gambling on a tired pitcher in an incredibly rare situation. But that's that that's this is the thing that I think it's almost harder for 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 guys like you you and me, where ordinarily this time of the year you're kind of thinking about the who's who of these guys is on the next good Blue Jays team. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. what do we have in Brandon Lee? What do we have in Dustin McGowan? What do we have in in Sean Markham? What do we have in 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 uh, Marcus Stroman? That's where we were this time last year. Yeah. Holy shit! Look at how good Marcus Stroman is. That's going to be something great. You know, same with Aaron Sanchez. Oh, look how well Aaron Sanchez is pitching in, in the out of the bullpen here. Or uh, you know, look at what's going on here with uh, with Dan Norris. He's pitching really well out of the bullpen. This is going to be nice next year. We're, this is going to be great. None of that shit matters right now. We're not evaluating Aaron Sanchez. You're asking him to execute. Yeah. And he, in that one instance, did not. And that has nothing to do with John Gibbons. That has everything to do with that player in that moment. And that's a, that's a, that's a, an ideological shift that I don't know that I'm fully prepared to make. <laughs> yeah. Because shit it's happens. Yeah. Like it just becomes shit happens, and it, it stops mattering. You know, the, I don't give it. There's no more regression. There's no more. Well, that's you know, baseball. It's like. But I need baseball to work. I need it to work for me. <laughs> I need the things that need to happen. They need to happen to yeah. make the team win. Yeah. And it's hard. And, and that's where, again, John Gibbons has to pull, pull the right strings and put the right guys in the position to succeed. But then at the same time, it comes down to the players. And, you know, the, the Ben Revere bat is, is, is a decent one. Where, well, if you need someone to put the bat on the ball, you aren't going to ask. There's nobody else on the team who's better suited to do that in that situation. Maybe not against the lefty. Maybe not against that lefty of yeah. all lefties too. And the same, I mean, yeah. Again, you start playing, you start playing, um, you know, armchair manager. Okay, well, do you play suicide? Do you play safety squeeze with Ben Revere, with with the tying run on third base? Yeah. Do you? I don't know. There was a, again, maybe. Got my my new my new uh, rolling group of straw men, the guys I play baseball with. <laughs> that was a discussion we all had. It was like oh, the first thing was like. Do you safety squeeze? It's like it's easier said than done. He's throwing that fucking slider that starts in the in the away yeah. in the visitors' batters the visitors' yeah. dugout ends up in the right hand batter's batter's box. You yeah. suddenly you've got somebody hung up to dry making the third out on the on the bases or second out on at yeah. third base. No, I know. I and I think I mean yeah, Revere high contact guy. Hard to play that any differently though. I, I've I've had friends complain to me about you know what did you expect Revere against that slider. Mm-hmm. But, which is not unfair, mm-hmm. but also, but you know, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's as much as you can do. It's hard to put it on the manager, but and we talked, and then to- fuck, Tulo could have could have won that game anyway. He had a, a ample opportunity to do it. I mean, obviously that was incredible at bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like Gibbons lost the game for them by going no. with his very best pitcher for perhaps a little bit longer than he should have mm-hmm. in retrospect. Again, it's it's just the, you're, but you're right. No, but those things have they have to work out, or there's going to be this criticism because we are looking at it on a completely different you know, plane at this point. Are we looking at it too early? It'll be interesting when he has you know a fuller complement of bench players when you know the rosters expand, and we'll see how that all works. You know, September should be more interesting with some of the things that he could do, perhaps. Because uh, he's pitching this year, he'll be out in the bullpen. He's pitching maybe September eighth. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. He's pitching this year. He so keeps that, saying, he keeps talking about pitching sooner than you sooner than you think. The same maybe first rehab first rehab start September eighth, I think was, was no. Rehab starts soon, potential real start. Yeah. September eighth. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, uh you know, is it too soon? I don't know. It's everybody's really caught up in this uh in this thing, and maybe you're right that it is too soon, or maybe maybe you weren't saying you think that it is, but 
Maybe it is too soon. It's uh, my thing is the thing I was going to say was something we said we said last week on the show, which is it's too early to manage every game. Like it's yeah. the seventh game of the World Series. Exactly. It's yeah. too early to do the equivalent of bringing Madison Bumgarner in on two days two days rest and and hoping that when Noria Yoki hits a line drive to left field, you've, you've positioned Gregor Blanco forty feet behind third base <laughs> to catch that line drive. Which again, that's the kind of stuff that when it works, it works. And he yeah. hit the ball where you positioned him. A great job of the Giants in that instance, but. That's that book can end very differently in a, in a whole lot of ways, but there's no need to get to that point. Everyone's still got to take their turn, which is the other thing we we can talk about a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. think we'll do a break today. Okay, we'll just keep going. Sure. Uh, and this is something I talked with Scott MacArthur uh, about yesterday. Was basically the Jays are in a position now where they're trying going to try to maximize the number of David Price starts between now and the end of the year, mm-hmm. such that. If you need David Price to make either the start in game 162 or the start in game 163, he's ready to do it. Or, even better still, the start in game one of the the, uh, American League Division Series. So you have to, the Blue Jays now, and John Gibbons, is going to have to work backwards from there to say, working with rest. Working using off days, using rest to try to set the table here. Mm-hmm. Where does Drew Hutchison work into that? In your mind, are you thinking <laughs> let him take a regular term when he comes in, back in Buffalo for now? I'm real in happy Buffalo with that right yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, well, let's see how he does in Buffalo because, like, we, like I said the last time about you Do know you- the fact that he that he pitched well in two starts in a row. That hasn't been his problem. Hasn't been that he's incapable of having a good start. Mm-hmm. His problem has been that he can't run four, five, six of them in a row together. It's been you know one good, one bad, or two bad, one good, or two good, one. And it's just it's always keeps turning into a disaster. I, you know, it's great to see him getting the results, but I mean, it's two starts. Who knows when he's he's gonna? And it's not even it's inning to inning. Sometimes you know there. I, <laughs> I really quite liked Mike Wilner's tweet uh, in the last game where he got lit up, where it's like people were losing it because he got he let in a bunch of runs in the first inning, and then you know he he had a couple clean innings. He struck out the side one inning, and and Wilner was just like, "Oh, Drew Hutchison just struck out the side and was done." The, and like, "Oh yeah, we should really get the Jay should really get rid of him." And then the next inning comes out and gets his fucking ass handed to him again. I thought that was delicious, uh, <laughs> apart from the fact that the Jays were getting shit kicked out of them, but. Yeah, it's like because that's the thing. He can strike out the side one inning and then come back the next, and it just completely unravels. And I, you know, I don't know what to to put that down to, but I know that you know, fifteen innings or whatever the hell he pitched that were good uh, aren't making me a believer just yet, especially at this time of year in a year that matters. You know, I think that in terms of rotation priorities. Getting as many price starts as priority one. That's it, for sure. So yeah. you'd set everything up to allow for that first. Then you start thinking, When's, okay, let's okay, keep... Okay, where does Strowman pitch after price? How often can we get him in there? <laughs> Is that how you want to go? You want to go Strowman? I, I would rather go Price, Dickey, Strowman, Burley. Yeah, I think so. With, uh, and then Estrada. Yeah, you want Strowman. Yeah, then you, you get, want then Strowman you... to get the, the, the Dickey effect. And you want to go, you got soft, you know, yeah. hard left, soft right, soft left, hard right, soft right, hard left again with, with Estrada. Uh, you know, 
super mop-up man, Drew Hutchison. They're going to piggyback Drew Hutchison and Marcus Stroman. Uh, I th- again, I think priority number one is getting as many price starts as you can without yeah. overburdening him. Priority number two is keeping Dickey and Burley on their regular rest, getting them as much rest as you can yeah. without Cause you're gonna hampering use, them. You're going to use them as long as Dickey doesn't pitch like the last time out, as long as he re- reminds himself of what he'd been doing since the start of June. He said, again, Dickey is not one to make excuses except for all the times that he makes excuses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that the, all these days off kind of fuck with him a little bit. He said that in as many words. But so with that in mind, you got a guy like Dickey little idiosyncratic guy who needs his his routine give it to him burly you know he's gonna burl yeah so let the burling roll and then uh you know you keep an eye on estrada's innings and you i think keeping an eye on estrada's innings maybe trumps shielding the world from drew hutcherson sure I think you you keep starting Drew Hutchison until he proves without a shadow of a doubt that he is not worthy of starting anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think the bar that he's got to clear is is a little bit higher now, you know. I don't think you could just be like, "Oh, that was good enough." You know, a couple trash starts from Hutchison in a row and then maybe that's when you start thinking has he shown enough to be out of the rotation? I tend to be I'm leaning towards more of the negative because I just I don't like those surprises. I I want to believe in him. I you know, I was raving about him last year. Last September was great, but he just hasn't shown it this year. The Again, I said you need to let him start until he proves that he can't. Mm-hmm. But the burden of proof is significant because the alternatives are horrifying because if you decide you can't trust Drew Hutchison to make a start in September, that means you do trust Jeff Francis to make a start in September. You think our team, which needs Essentially, every win they can get is counting on Jeff Francis, who is a AAA pitcher at this point. They're counting on him to to win a game for us. Am I? Sorry, am I am I counting this? Okay, it's Price, it's Dickey, there's Stroman, Burley, and there's Estrada. I I don't see where Jeff Francis. So you're counting on Jeff Francis or a mother like a guy with this robotic leg, like some. Terminator shit out there. Oh, Giovanni Gallardo did it in like four months. Not the landing <laughs> plant leg. Somebody tweeted at him like, how's your stuff? I'm like, you, you just throwing fastballs? He's like, everything's good to go, daddy. Yeah, well. But what's he going to say? He does tend to, yeah, he does tend to be on the positive side of things quite often. Really? Yeah, I've, I've, that struck me. I've noticed that from him. Heart don't measure heart. <laughs> but it do measure... The enormity of that support brace <laughs> strapped to his leg. Hey, he, there was a picture of him running without it. Not the same. <laughs> nope. Really not the same. Your knees as a pitcher are not unimportant. Yep. He's a, he's a, again, this is a guy that needs everything to work in his favor because he is a little on the wee side. And if he's not getting that right, the right well, we're kind back, of flex, we're back to this now. No, well, because that was, the whole <laughs> belief in Marcus Stroman is predicated on his athleticism and his ability to get. Oh, damn it! Oh, I said it. Oh, you did. Yeah. The coded racial bingo. Everyone has got the free square. <laughs> it is predicated on his athleticism and ability to get down and create uh, plane by really driving off the mound, really being aggressive. 
as a as a pitcher. Not he's not tall and fall like Aaron Sanchez. He's really got to attack the strike zone and fill it up and use that two seamer of his. But and I suppose and I suppose Marco Estrada is good because he's just so fiery on the mound. Is that what's going on? Isn't he from like California or something? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. So now the, 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 <laughs> the oh yeah, take it to another level here. Yeah, if you claimed bingo on this turn, <laughs> please bring your card to the front. <laughs> Counting on Marcus Stroman and hoping for Marcus Stroman aren't the same thing. Anyone who's counting on him is a lunatic. If suddenly he Marcus Stroman's his way into Drew Hutchison's starting role in the rotation. Praise hands emoji, everyone's having a party. But if it's like, well, Marcus, guess what? You're our guy. It's either you or Jeff fucking Francis. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the wrong way to go about it. Uh, so what's they got Drew Hutchison. Then you, you roll with Hutchison for a while here. Who, in, in our scenario, has proved himself to be yeah. unworthy of a starting role. Well, then you bump that bar up a little bit higher. Why can't they just win every game every night so we don't have to worry about this kind of bullshit? That was nice. It was nice. But, uh... Roster's Gibby-proof, that's the thing, too. Somebody told me that. Yeah? Yeah. It's like the, it's like the old days. It's like how, you know, even Cito couldn't fuck it up. And he didn't. And he did not. And legend. it's true. He, Pure he, legend. He could not even fuck it up. <laughs> I don't know if Gibby's quite <laughs> got that luxury as yet. He doesn't. He doesn't have the same luxury as Cito Gaston, which was to hit his best hitter by a fucking country mile. Hit him fifth. <laughs> yep. And to hit at the end of the season with a team that was going to the playoffs, hit his two of his worst hitters first and fourth. <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna break some news on the podcast. Okay. Because uh, I'm not gonna tweet about this <laughs> until people start hearing it. So a random gentleman says to me, Paul Beeston last Friday put his hand on my shoulder and looked me in the eye. And he said, Alex is not going anywhere. In response to his direct question, we don't do these things in the press. We got Alex. There you go. So there Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news from a very reliable source that you just <laughs> yanked out of your phone. Yeah. Uh, deep throat. Sockless deep throat. Well, except that it's a tweet in public. But other than that. A tweet in public? Yeah, he tweeted at me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, a, even, not even, a DM. Didn't even slide into your no, DMs. Nope, nope, nope. That nope. is definitely breaking news. Yeah. That is that is the, how I would describe breaking news. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say? Anything else? Let's, let's, we're going to wrap it up. We're obviously segue. you know, this is dead now. Yeah, oh yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Saw something weird today. On my way over here, I was walking to the subway. Uh, this guy on rollerblades. Uh, well, that again, inline skates. We're not just giving away free advertising for yeah, a company that's, that's probably bankrupt. Uh, you don't see rollerblades so much anymore. When I was a kid, they were very new, and it was like everywhere. I loved, I loved the shit out of my rollerblades. We would play inline hockey a lot. Oh, yeah. That um, was a thing, for sure. So where I live, there's some, there are some stairways, stair built, like kind of built-in stairwells that lead from some kind of apartment or condo developments that lead to the sidewalk. That you can walk to the street level. The street's lower and the apartment levels are above. Right. And there was a guy on rollerblades who was had to walk down the stairs in his inline skates. And as I remember, 
because the wheels on the rollerblades all faced the one direction, so you had to kind of sidestep. Right. right. You walked on sideways if you had to counter stairs that you weren't. Unless you were a badass. Yeah, unless like you're going to jump. Down, but this is like yeah. 30 stairs. Like yeah. he wasn't jumping anywhere. Okay, yeah. Uh, so. I, f- I forget sometimes the scale of the. Of the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you walked down sideways. So I don't know what happened with this guy. Maybe it's just millennials. Uh, but he, for some reason, uh, was turned all the way around <laughs> and just walking down backwards. <laughs> Okay. So he had a good handle, had a good grip on the railing, but he was still walking down backwards in a way that allowed the wheels to roll. So as he was making his way down, he almost fell twice, like hard. And I was worried about him, but he's on the other side of the street, so I didn't have to really care. Right. Uh, but then I was in my mind thinking, like, man, you're stupid. <laughs> That's that was like the beginning and the end of my. I was like watching him going, like, why doesn't he just turn sideways so we so we can roll, you know, eighteen inches into the other railing as opposed to. Falling all the way, yeah, breaking his face, which well, actually reminds me of another thing. I because he's stupid, or he's maybe not stupid. But he could also be a little kid. I was at my kid's soccer game, and there was, you know, like they'll have a chain in the to get into the school soccer field. Well, they don't let me near schools. No, but you know, you you're familiar with the idea of chaining off like a, a road, an access point. Right. They'll put a chain, and sometimes they'll put that yellow tubing around it to keep it from being like a harsh chain. Right. So there was. It was in between the one soccer game and the one and the, and the series of games that follow it. Some little kid was doing little kid stuff and kind of swinging on this chain until she fell and hit her head on the oh. pavement. She was upset. She was hurt. She, yep. was, she was fine in the end. Her mom uh, ran to her and comforted her as she squealed. And she had a very thick ponytail, which I think maybe did a lot of the cushioning. So she's fine. That's good. Uh, so the all the kids who were standing there watching were like, "Oh my god!" And then all the other kids who were in between soccer games kind of looked over. And so they they took that kid away, and the other kids who were playing all left. And immediately, another little kid ran over and sat straight on the chain. Like, <laughs> is it my turn? Is it my turn on the concussor machine? Nice. And that's that's kind of, I don't know. That's what little kids do. And then they grow up to be kids who walk backwards down the down the down the stairs in their rollerblades. Maybe if they had more, you know, perilous toys and climbers and equipment like. Like we did. I blame you. Yeah, toughen, toughen us. They really toughened us up. I blame snowplow parents. Yeah. Helicopter parents. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely the ones to Clearly. blame. Although, I have two girls. If you are a person who listens to this who has young uh, boy children, or if you are, like Stone and I, and are, were once a young boy yourself, you can help me in marveling that our species is not extinct. <laughs> because when I see young boys, I wonder how any of them survive. Fair enough. Yeah. Crazy. Doing doing yeah. as often as possible the dumbest thing that a human being has ever done. That seems to be the mandate of a little of a, of young, you know, adolescent and pre adolescent boys. And I'm sure that I was no different. Yeah, that seems about right. Do you think you can jump down this with your roll- <laughs> like like why didn't you just be a badass and ride your rollerblades yeah. down as many stairs as exist? Yeah, and that's uh, the state of our species. I like how that's like oh. I like how it said, you know, they toughened us up on those dangerous climbers and mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like two generations before. What you what toughened you up? Oh, you know, pestilence, war, mm-hmm. and like having to go to work for eighteen hours when I was a child. Also, it's we're called, all soft. It's also called saying. survivor bias. Yeah, it's yeah, like sure as shit didn't didn't toughen up little Jason there. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess he got true. he got a rake in the brain at, at eight, <laughs> and then we didn't really see much of him after that. Yeah. 
Pestilence War, Potato Famines. Yeah. Have you ever read Angela's Ashes? I have not. That's just like one kid after another dying. Why'd that kid die? Well, the three bowls of rock soup a day just were not keeping the belly full. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We've. Uh, you bet you the the rare uh, Irish square on the uh, on the codified <laughs> racial language bingo bingo card. Yep. G- getting a getting a getting a little stone, getting a little bingo dab on it tonight. Yep. Uh, so that's it. Thank you. Enjoy the games. Enjoy um, uh, Mike Trout slumping. Hopefully. He, Mike Trout, to his credit, never really plays well against the Blue Jays. I know because nice I always go and watch and hope that he's going to do something <laughs> awesome. And then I swear both times, the last two years he's been to Toronto, he's been shit. He should be, he should be more like uh, Giancarlo, who came here. Didn't he just like, he murdered two baseballs, but then they also managed to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly like give the people what they want. Yeah, let let him hit one that makes the entire stadium make like a (laughs) like an indescribable noise, and then the Marlins just continue to Marlin after that. That's how that worked. Uh, Although Trout did hit a two years ago, he hit home run off Mark Burley that I think might still land at some point. Fair enough. Uh, But enjoy the games against first the Angels and then the fucking dog shit Rangers. God damn it, are they bad? Hate them. Yeah, would like to would like to kick the shit out of the Rangers. Read Andrew Stoughton at Toronto Life, Advice on the National Post. Anywhere but my fucking site right now, apparently. Was it breaking? No, I just keep, I just keep not writing there. You should not do that. I know. Yeah, I will. I will continue. I just took on too much freelance shit this week, so I've been... It looked like I'm late. I've also been... It's, it's tough on my liver when the Jays are good. Yeah. As everyone who listened to our the last podcast is abundantly aware. <laughs> yep, that was just the start, too. Fuck. The start, the start of that night? Yeah. Really? I'd been drinking all day, but... All day? I did have a solid 10 hours of drinking still left in me at that point. When I left you? Probably, yeah. Wow. All right. Man. I I went home, I probably watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I went to bed. It's not quite the same. No, it is not. So for Mr. Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. Uh, Again, read him at andrewstoughton.com. And listen to this podcast wherever you might find it. And maybe you'll hear uh, me on the radio sometimes on TSN. Won't hear me. <laughs> they had me on this week. Maybe they'll have me on again. If if you want to hear me on, I think you should tweet at, at TSN. I don't know. Fuck, I don't even know the Twitter address. Look it up. Tweet at them. Be like, that guy was good. Bring him back. It's a good idea. Let's mobilize the uh, former monkey army. Now we're more like the free swords. <laughs> Cell swords of the of the, the monkey army. Do not get that reference. <laughs> uh, my name is Drew Ferris. His name is Andrew Stoughton. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day.